It's Thursday, so that means it's time for another episode of the God Taught Me Show. Hey, have you ever wondered what Satan's most successful tactics are? And if so, how do you combat against those? Well, we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more today on the show. So sit back, relax, because here's Chris. Hey, this is Chris Simichter, and I want to welcome you to the God Taught Me Show. I'm here with my main man, Pots and Pans, TJ Laurie. What's going on, TJ? My favorite part of every show. What's up, my homie with the chrome domey? <laughs> How you doing today, Chris? I'm doing good. I'm excited for our radio broadcast today, talking about the importance of fellowship and, and how we can actually sharpen each other and how important it is to you know get together with other like-minded people so you can stay strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. That's right. It's actually uh, part two from a couple weeks ago, The Word Works. The Word Works. So we talked about three ways how to grow and strengthen your relationship with God, and one was getting to the Word, and this one is getting to a fellowship. Right. And the third one we'll get to later is prayer. Absolutely. And we were talking about how, you know, like sometimes when people come in for counseling, whether it be marital counseling or financial, whatever it is that, you know, we can help people with in the fellowship at church, often what I've discovered is either one of those three are non-existent or all three. You know, so if somebody is really hurting in their life and there's a lot of stuff that's going on that's not good, usually it's they're not in prayer, they're not in fellowship, and uh, they're not in the Word, you know. So it's a simple formula, kind of, but if you did all three and you practiced all three and you learned more about all three— your life has a better chance of being successful than without one of those elements being out there. You know, it's kind of hard without one of the three. That's just my personal experience, what I discovered out of, you know, hundreds of people that I've dealt with in ministry. So that's why we're sharing this to our listeners, and hopefully they'll get a hold of it and, you know, be better off for it. Right, and we're not saying just be good at just one of those things. We're saying be proficient in each one. Right. Um, and, and, you know, I believe that there's an equal importance on all three. Absolutely. Yeah, and they're all different, but they are important. Right. You know, it's kind of, you could say all three of those things that we discussed, prayer, fellowship, and being in the Word, really keeps you close to the Lord, close yeah. to His heartbeat. You know, that's, that's really the key. Because if you're close to the Lord and you're close to His heartbeat, you're going to be led of the Lord. And, yeah, you're going to go through stuff. You're going to go through those uh, heartache moments that every life experiences, but you're going to go through them, you know, able to trust the Lord and see his hand in it. So that's the importance of it. Right. So why, why do you think that fellowship to Jesus and to God was so important that they talked about it so many times in the Bible, especially the New Testament? I mean, the first thing we talked about Proverbs, iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. So, I mean, it goes even way back into the Proverbs, but, um, I mean, in Matthew eighteen twenty. Uh, it says, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. What is it about fellowship that's uh, just so important? Well, right off the top of my head, I would think it's encouragement. Like, you know, we had a gentleman come into the uh, to the office today who was hurting and depressed. And, and I asked him if he was in church, you know what I mean, and, and or had a church to go to. And he said, no, he, he had had been in the past many, many years ago. He went through a divorce. Now, I wouldn't say he's homeless, but he's like right on the cusp, mm. you know. And you know what he told me today when I invited him out to church? He said, uh, I couldn't come there because I don't have nice clothes. You know, but I knew that if I at least get this guy in a good, sound, biblical church, such as Coastal, 
I mean, there's many good churches out there, but uh, you know, he could he could be encouraged. He could be around like-minded folks. He could be around people that'll pray for him. He could be around people that that will you know help him through a rough day. Without that, oh man, it's so hard on your own. It's kind of like the devil, you know, or or the wolves when they went after a sheep pack. If that one sheep got away from the pack, then those wolves can attack. But when they're with the shepherd and with the group of the sheeps, they can't attack. And it's the same way with us. When we're isolated and we get alone, the devil messes with our head, with our thoughts. You know, there's a book out called The Battlefield of the Mind. That's what he attacks. He attacks our mind. So when you're isolated and when you're alone, that can happen more easily. And I think the Lord, in answer to your question, he knows that. God knows that. He wants us to be together. Me and you are a lot stronger together than we ever would be apart. Absolutely. And matter of fact, when Jesus sent the disciples out to do miracles and things, he sent them out two by two, you know, not alone. Uh, so it's just, it's important and it's a backup. You know, where I, when I retire from New Jersey State Police, we ride midnight patrol two by two. And that happened from the 1980s when a trooper got shot on Route 80 up in North Jersey. Ever since that day, that was on a midnight shift. Now, not every department can do that. Not every state police agency can do that. But our colonel at that time made a decision. Hey, from now, from this day forward, the New Jersey State Police is going to ride two by two on the midnight shift. So you'd, you'd be on patrol by yourself up to 12 o'clock, and then you'd go into the barracks, and you'd meet up with your midnight partner, and you'd consolidate from two troop cars down to one, and you'd patrol the rest of the evening from midnight to 6 in the morning, doubled up. And I can't tell you how many lives are probably saved just as a result of that one decision that the state police made to ride two by two, you know, because sometimes when you're, when you're stopping a car or whatever, the, you know, the bad guys or whoever it is, if they wanted to do something bad, they might not even know there's two there, you know, and, and two eyes, two sets of eyes can see, you know, different vantage points and protect, you know, at the end of the day, everybody wants to go home and be with their families. So, same as being a Christian and walking with the Lord. Two, the Bible says, are better than one. You know, so it's always better to be in fellowship than not in fellowship. Man, if you stop going to church, church, TJ, and just were isolated, the enemy's like, that is prime real estate. You know, when we talk about real estate, because we've talked about real estate before, like in Ocean City and where we are, yeah. and different things that we topped that you recently bought a home, beautiful home, by That's the way. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, been hectic. Yeah. New homeowner, it's awesome though. Been to your house, it's really beautiful. God bless you. Um, but prime real estate for Satan is a loner. So if you're alone, he's coming after you. He's coming after you anyway, right? Right. So you build up these defenses and you learn his schemes. The Bible says, "Don't be ignorant to the to the schemes of the devil." But one of his schemes, in other words, one of his strategies is aloneness, alone. Then he brings depression. Then he brings, you're never going to make it. You're, never, you're no good. You're this, you're that. They don't want you in that church. You don't have nice clothes. As the gentleman was actually saying out of his mouth today, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I, just, I did everything I could to encourage him. I was like, I even went to my clothes that I'm wearing today, a sweatshirt. And I was like, yeah. this is the way you're going to see me dressed. So don't get dressed up. And he's like, really? I'm like, really? Just come to church on Sunday. Don't dress up. And I, and I hope and pray that he shows up this weekend, by the way. so Yeah, man, I think he'll be here. I think that's kind of a long answer to your question. But. No, it's great, though, because you actually kind of touched on Ecclesiastes. You know, Ecclesiastes 4, where it says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil or for their work. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. 
Love but it. woe to him when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Right. It's so good, right? Like it just you. I mean, I love your police. You basically took all that and you policified it with your, <laughs> with your police analogies, yeah. which I love because it's like I'm so far from anything like a cop. So it's cool to hear all these stories. Uh, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, how God does that. But uh, yeah, I mean, being alone is no good. I I know when I used to work for my brother a little bit part time doing construction work. And he would set me on a job. And you probably relate to this because your dad has a construction company. But, man, I don't know about you, but, like, you know, he would say, okay, Chris, I'll be back at 4 o'clock. Do, like, scrape all this paint off this all these walls. That's fine. I'm going to do it. I'm going to work hard. But, man, it was so much better when I had, like, another worker with me or my brother himself. And we talked and, you know, getting our work done. But it's And, you know, if somebody needs a tool and they're up on a ladder, I'll say, what do you need? Or a cut. You know what I mean? How long, you know, what do you need? I need a two by four cut 40, 42 inches. And when you're by yourself, man, you got to come down that ladder. Yeah. You got to do all these things. So it's it's better to have a partner. But you can have hundreds of partners by staying in fellowship at a good Bible-based church, you know? That's right. And they'll encourage you and they'll love on you. And we need that. We all need that. Yeah, and, and not only that, too, but, like, what we're going to talk about next week, prayer. You actually have somebody to come alongside you in prayer. You know, like I can't tell you how many times we're like, I'm a big advocate for like, uh, sometimes when people are going through hard things, they don't want to talk about it. And I'm like completely the opposite of that. Like I'm a big advocate for like, if you're going through something, like tell everybody because you know people are going to pray for you. At least, you know, tell the good people that, you know, who you know have your back. Yeah. Um, They're going to keep it to themselves and not broadcast it anywhere they don't need to. Exactly. Exactly. But um, yeah, I've always been a bit like I've never understood that other side, which is like, well, I'm just, you know, we're going through some stuff. I just want to, you know, we want to keep it within our family. Like, no, man, like God calls us to be in fellowship with each other and hold each other up and pray for each other. So yeah. Yeah. I think that's a trick of the devil too, by the way, like keeping it to yourself, being by yourself and keeping it to yourself. I think it's the beginning of the end for any beginning Christian. Beginning of the end. Yeah. yeah. Because if you're not talking about letting it out and you're like, if I, if I don't know what you're going through, then I can't pray for you. Especially if you give me the old, what they call the Disney smile. Like right. if I say, hey, TJ, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, man. I'm good, man. <laughs> how are you? You know, most people say that. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm doing pretty good, you know, but sometimes that's not always the case. But we don't want to admit it. And you got to have somebody that you trust, obviously. Yeah. To share your... Yeah, your... you don't just go around town telling oh. everybody all your problems. No. But <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I, I think about my life and like right now I have like three or four solid guys that I really trust. Um, and I just, yeah. So if I have something that I come up against and I need prayer for or just to, some godly wisdom, like those are the guys that I tell. Right. So, I love it. Yeah, man. Um, but... It's yeah, it's so important. And I, I like I just think about the times in my life and you're so right when I haven't been in good fellowship. Um, and you, I, maybe I was going to church at the time, but like I just didn't have that like core group of like solid Christian people around me that I could right. talk to that I could, you know, bounce ideas off of. And those are the times that I've always struggled with different things. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would encourage anybody that's out there like, yeah, get into church, get into fellowship. But like you know, get into relationship with people, you know, do life with people. Cause right. that's when you're like, man, you're going to excel in your walk with God when you're doing walk with other people who want to excel, um, in their walks. It's with God. so true. And, and I think of, okay, so God asks us to remain in fellowship. He says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as some have, have done. It's in Hebrews, right? Mm-hmm. So God wants us to be together. He wants us to fellowship with each other. He wants us to encourage each other. Always, it's going to be the polar end of the opposite. Satan 
doesn't want us together, doesn't want us encouraging each other, doesn't want us to have each other's back. So, you know, it's God's will and Satan's will are always polar ends, you know, north and south pole, whatever it is. And God highly recommends that we fellowship together. And Satan's goal for us is to get us out of fellowship, get us isolated so he can attack in our mind and our heart and how he attacks us with lies. Jesus said he's the father of lies. So his strategy hasn't changed. It's been that way for thousands of years. He wants to pull you out, isolate, and attack. That's, that's He's success, you know, or he's successful at that. He's been successful at it, so why stop it? So what we're saying today is if you're listening to us and you feel isolated, maybe you haven't been in church a while because maybe, maybe something has happened to you in church where you've gotten hurt, like severely hurt, and that happens. Yeah, it happens all the time. It happens all the time. Uh, but we're saying that, you know, that was a strategy from Satan, however you were hurt. And if you can just muster up the strength to go either back or to another fellowship, a body of believers that will love you and encourage you and build you up or help build you up in the Lord, you're going to be so much better off than you would be alone. You know, your success rate is going to go through the roof being at a solid church. That's just the bottom line. So I pray for you, whoever you may be right now listening, that if you were hurt, I just pray that you pray about it, ask God to, to heal your heart. The Bible says God is close to the brokenhearted. He hasn't forsaken you, and he hasn't done those things to you. And his desire, his desire that is, is that you would be in fellowship with other believers that love him so you guys can be successful. Talking about, uh, you know, our chances of improving for being successful. I used to run a Bible study for many, many years. TJ was like for 10 years straight, men's Bible study. Whereas I would share a little bit of the word, you know, it was like every Monday morning at 6 a.m. before everybody went to work. And then I would break everybody up into groups of three. Maybe sometimes it'd be two, sometimes it'd be four, however the math worked out, you know, with the number of people that showed up that particular Monday morning. But what I would emphasize after just teaching a little bit from the Word is for these guys to share their heart with each other, these three, to get to know each other and to commit, commit praying for each other for the next seven days until they come back to the next Bible study. But I used to make them vow before the Lord that you're going to seriously pray for this brother for the next seven days. And I have to tell you, we over the years... We've literally seen miracles. We've seen guys who had no jobs get jobs. We've seen marriages restored. We've seen finances restored. We've seen all kinds of things. But the best thing that we saw was how close and, and, and intimate we, we've came with each other and the friendships that were developed, you know, and how we did really have each other's back. We longed to meet each other that Monday morning, share a little bit of the word. We would have coffee, and then we would break up into these small groups and commit, you know, we'd share what's on our heart. For that week and it could be anything hey pray for me for this i got a job interview so two other guys would commit to praying for your job interview for the next seven days straight i mean that is powerful you can't put a price on that mm. somebody that says i commit there's one thing about praying for somebody there's another thing about committing to pray for somebody you know so being in fellowship sharpening each other as the word says you know that's what happens results like that friendships that I have I haven't had friendships like I have in these fellowships anywhere else in the world, you know, either at work or in high school or whatever it is. The friendships that I got that are meaningful, that are powerful, you know, have been a result of of being in fellowship with other Christians, 
You just can't put a price on it. I mean, that's that takes it like a whole step further. Like in Galatians 6, 2, it actually says bear one another's burdens. So when you're praying for Perfect. somebody, like that's what you're doing is bearing you know, somebody amazing. else's burden. Yeah. Which is like, uh, I mean, it's hard enough sometimes to bear your own burden. But I mean, talk about a bond that you create with somebody, you know, when you actually come alongside them and you're like, dude, you don't have to do this alone because I have this with you. That's right. Um, I mean, that's already what Jesus does for us. But um, just that extra like next step is so huge right bearing one another's burdens you know and that's big because when you're carrying a burden i mean you're like two steps from being sunk yeah at least you feel that way Mm -hmm. you know i've been there i know you've been there yeah and uh man i've been some sometimes where i was going through certain stuff or i was like how am i going to make it tomorrow you know and and you know what one time i was praying with another brother when i was going through a dark trial and uh he shared the word with me he he prayed for me checked up on me you know what i mean are you okay you need anything and you can you know share your heart with them i mean it's fellowship with other believers is critical and now i understand more and more why god highly recommends it you know and if god recommends it it should be good enough yeah, I mean, all this. It, it's already the Bible. Like we're saying, like, it, you know, all there's a ton of verses I have in front of me about fellowship um, and why it's so important. But it's you can honestly feel it that it's important because when you're with somebody, when you walk away from that, like that one on one or that like two on one or something, you know, where you're just or you're with a group of like for me, like it's usually a group of guys that um, I know have my back. And when I walk away from hanging out with them and like we're just encouraging each other, I walk away feeling so much better than I probably went in feeling right you know so like, yeah I love just it. just by that you can say that's a good thing because a lot of times if i'm struggling or i'm battling with something and i'm alone like i cannot get out of my own head like and i like i need somebody to step in right and tell me we like all do. hey it's gonna be okay or like you know or i got this with you like yeah we all do and, and i think like we can tell you can tell right there who's behind you know yeah being alone and who's behind being in fellowship yep, you, you can know? tell right there it's it's like it's just by the feeling that you get after right. you do you know right. those things sometimes i don't even want to let that like fellowship time go i'm just like can we I just know. keep hanging out keep, so like, precious. keep talking yeah yeah but uh, you know like right now i'm thinking of the housewife that's washing dishes and cooking and doing all these things she's home she can't get out she can't she's so busy with her kids yeah that she can't even get out you know to her friends or whatever and you know they need that Mm-hmm. You know, we need that as husbands and wives need that. Everybody needs it. It's so critical to fellowship with other people. Don't let yourself get isolated. If you're a husband and you're listening right now, you make a way for your wife to be able to fellowship with other uh, believers. If you're a wife and your husband needs to get out, you make a way. Challenge them, encourage them to get around other like-minded men, you know, because, and it's the same with teenagers and everybody else. When they're yeah. When they're around... People that that love the Lord and walk with the Lord, they're gonna, you know, get strong. But man, when you're with, you know, the, the I used to have a youth pastor, Steve Christensen, say all the time, "Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future." Right, it's so yeah, true. So true. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, I mean, we could go on and on. And uh, when you're talking about bearing others' burdens, and you're just saying how fellowship, just a crazy thought came to mind was this. I remember every now and then I'd get a, I'd get some overtime when I worked for the state police, right? So, and there was a season when the Lord was just blessing me. I get, you know, overtime. It's like a lottery how you get picked with it. And I, I got picked with it a couple of times. And this one guy walked in the room. He see me working overtime again. And he goes, 
oh, heck no, not you again working overtime, you know what I mean? <laughs> but what I want to say to that is when you got somebody's back and you come to me and you say, hey, man, my marriage is hurting, I should be like, oh, heck no. not you're, No, yeah. we're in this together. That's I right. got your back, bro. You know what I mean? And, and that's what it's like when you're around those types of men or women who follow the Lord and who love the Lord. They're going to look at you and they're going to wipe the dust off you. They're going to put their hand on your chin and they're going to lift you up and they're going to say, you can make it. And there's times in my life when I didn't think I was going to make it. And I had people pick up my chin and say, Chris, you're going to make it, you know, and that's what you need. And if you're listening to us right now, you're going to make it. You are going to make it and you can make it because if God before you, who can be against you? No one. So you just pick your chin up. You get yourself into a good church. How do you find a good church? You pray. You ask God. You say, Lord, I want to follow you. I want to live for you at another level. I want to be what you want me to be. Now, you plant me in a church. Is God not going to answer that prayer? He's going to answer that prayer. And he's going to put you in a place where people are going to build you up. And, and it's just amazing what happens when you're around that. You, you will, you'll thrive, literally, when you're around that. Yeah, you, you know? will. It's awesome. You definitely. And I, I mean, yeah, back to like speaking directly to married couples, like you can only give your wife so much, you know, and your wife can only give you so much of that, that like right. fellowship. Like sometimes men need men and women need women, you know? So like if you were married out there, like, like what Chris said, encourage your wife, encourage your husband to get out and um, have that fellowship time with other men, other women, other believers, you know? So I, I think back to a, a couple of weeks ago, my, I have a new brother-in-law in the family and um, he met, so, well, he married my sister-in-law, so he married my wife's sister. Yes, correct. Okay. And the pastor asked us, it was actually Pastor Matt Moliere who was, who, you know, led the wedding to the, the wedding uh, officiating. And he asked a couple of really close friends of the bride and groom to give suggestions. And I was like, man, what has helped me through my marriage, you know, the most? Um, when I think about the times that, we've been really solid in our marriage and it's the times that we've been around other believers who are really solid believers. Uh, um, I'd, I'd agree with that 110%. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's it, so true. So true. You so know? that, that was my suggestion. I said, look, get into fellowship with other believers. And I know they're already doing it, but as even as a married couple, like find that married couple that is, is maybe a little bit older than you. If you're a young married couple that you can look up to, you know, and you can right. you know, ask questions or get wisdom from, um, but it's just so important to be in fellowship with other believers. You can't do it alone. Right. It's How many just... marriages have failed from doing the opposite? Yeah. Isolation. Yeah. Because I'm telling you right now, Satan attacks people that are alone, people that, you know, are not in fellowship. And there's even people that go to church, TJ, that, that go no further, you know, are not going to get involved in a home group, not going to get involved in fellowship. And they get sometimes isolated too. And it's just sad to see because that's what the enemy preys on. You know, but we're, you know, we're told by the word of God, by the word of the living God. Think about that if you're listening right now. You're being told by the word of God to be in fellowship with other believers. That's how critical, you know, it is because God is telling us to do it. Right. And I mean, just to just to hammer it home one more time, Hebrews 10, 25, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some. Some neglect it. You know, some don't meet together. Right. Um, but it goes on to say, but encouraging one another, 
So it just says it right there in black and white. Like, meet it. together and encourage one another. Right. That's the whole point of this Christian Walk. thing, life yeah. thing we, we're doing. Yeah. Be together. Ride so. the Midnight Patrol, you know, two by two. Two by two, man. Duel up. Duel Midnight, up. sign up and uh, saddle up together because you're a lot stronger together. We are stronger, the body of Christ, not just the finger or the hand or the foot. We're the body of Christ. We're meant to be together. We function better together. We can accomplish so much more together than we ever could alone. And if you're feeling isolated, I just want to pray for you right now as we get ready to close. Me and TJ want to thank you for listening. We want to offer any resource that we have. Of course, you can have the Worry Less, Pray More book for free. Just go to our website, GodTaughtMe.com. That's GodTaughtMe.com. There you'll have an email you can get a hold of us, a prayer request you can get a hold of us, books, whatever it is that we can help you. We can even get you a Bible. We can even give you direction uh, on a church, depending on the area that you live in. And, you're all, of course, you're always welcome to come to Coastal Christian located here in Ocean City, New Jersey. So let me pray for you, our listener, right now, if you're feeling depressed and isolated. Father, I just lift up anybody that's listening right now, Lord, that they've been alone, they're hurting, maybe they've been hurt by somebody in church. And Father, I pray against that right now. I pray you heal their broken heart. I pray you show them the importance. I pray you anoint me in TJ's words. You show them the importance of being together with like-minded folks who will build them up. And I pray that you have the strength and the courage to walk into church this Sunday and press the restart button and trust the Lord for your next set of friendships. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Well, God bless you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.